right, welcome back to Eat Lunch and Board Game. I'm your host, Adam Collins. The way that I come across new games astounds even me sometimes. I came across today's game, Battle Ball, The Future of Football, by Stephen Baker and Craig Van Ness, while reading How to Host a Game Night by Eric Arneson. After reading his book, I knew that I just had to play this game. Why? Eric stated in his book that he and his friends play a tournament of this 2003 Milton Bradley game every Saturday before the Super Bowl. And they have for years. They even have a website dedicated to their tournament. I decided that any game that could instill this kind of devotion deserves at least one play. So I borrowed a friend's copy and sat down with the son to play Battle Ball. It stands tall with a 6.3 rating and 2100 ratings on Board Game Geek, sitting it nicely at 580th in the thematic games. So, does this game deserve the adoration given to it by Eric and his friends? Let's find out. Rule clarity. The rules are very straightforward. There's not a lot of gray areas in this game. There was, however, the term in tackling position listed throughout the rules and never defined. The FAQ document confirmed what the son and I figured it meant. Two opposing players are adjacent to each other. I do feel that the rule book could have benefited from more pictures, less words, more examples to help clarify a few of the more complicated-ish rules. Time to explain to newcomers. This is where the game can fumble a bit. The rules are long, maybe a little too long. The game is not as complicated as the rulebook would indicate, but there are a lot of intricacies that must be followed. There is also an advanced rule for passing the ball on the back of the rule sheet, but honestly, just play with it, because why not? It enhances the theme just a little bit more. Gameplay. Okay, this is where the game really excels. First off, you'll need to assemble the large 20-inch by 44-inch playing field. That's right. It is a huge board made up of three pieces that must be placed together, and it gives a great table presence. Next, take the 11 players of your team, consisting of one heavy tackle, one tackle, two linemen, two safeties, two linebackers, and three receivers. Whether you're the blue Iron Wolves or the red Blackhearts, Take the associated locker room and half of the dice. Your half of the dice will consist of one red D20, one green D12, one blue D10, one black D8, and two yellow D6. Next, set the metal football in the center square. It's the one that looks different from the rest. Set all 11 of your players anywhere you want behind your own 20-yard line. Once both coaches are satisfied with their decision of where they place their players, Both of the coaches will roll the red D20, and the highest number gets to go first. The active coach then selects a player and rolls the die matching its base color. In the case of the large heavy tackle, you roll both yellow D6. But beware, if the D6 rolls double, the heavy tackle malfunctions and does not execute whatever it was supposed to do. Otherwise, the coach decides which of the yellow dice to activate. Then, move the selected player up to the amount shown. You do not need to move all the spaces indicated. If at any point in the movement, a player becomes adjacent to another player, movement is stopped and a tackle is resolved. This is where a lot of strategy can come into play. A tackle is resolved by the coaches rolling the die, matching the base of the player in the tackle situation. Each coach will roll their own die matching and the lower number wins. In the case of the heavy tackle, both yellow dice are rolled, and the coach chooses which one is applicable. The player with the higher roll is removed from the field of play and placed in the team locker room, 
they will not come back until the second half. Then a carnage token is put on the square of the fallen player. That square is now no longer able to be moved onto or through by any player. If the resultant rolls are equal, both players are removed. And with a special rule, if the lower number was a 1, the other player is sent back to the box as that player has sustained a serious injury and will not be coming back this game. If during the movement, the player runs over the square containing the ball and the ball is not held by somebody else, it is picked up by that player and placed on their stand. If a player is tackled while holding the ball, the player that successfully tackled the player picks up the ball. If both players are removed for rolling the same number, the ball is then fumbled. The coach can choose to hand the ball off to a teammate. To do this, simply get your players adjacent to each other and roll their associated dice. As long as they are not the same number, the ball is successfully transferred to the other player. If they are the same number, however, the ball is fumbled. A fumbled ball moves two spaces in any direction of the player that held it last. This movement is governed by the opposing coach. And yes, the ball can be immediately picked up by the opposing team. A player can opt to pass the ball on their turn as well. You must have completed your movement first before throwing, meaning you cannot move into the end zone and then throw to the receiver, or have your receiver standing on the goal line, throw it to him, and then move into the end zone. This requires rolling the custom football D6 and the dice of the receiving player. For the pass to be caught, the resulting sum must be equal to or higher than the spaces between the thrower and the receiver. For example, if the yellow tackle throws the ball to the red running back, and they are 16 spaces apart. The sum of the red die plus the football die must be 16 or more. The yellow die has no involvement in the play at all. If the sum is less than the required number, it is incomplete and the ball is placed on the ground exactly the amount of squares from the receiver as the result of the football die. So if the football die was a 2, then the opposing coach sets the ball two squares away from the receiver, and this can be right into the hands of his own player for an interception. If the numbers are the same, the thrower fumbles it, and again, it is placed by the opposing coach following the fumble rules. The object of the game, score two touchdowns. After the first touchdown, it is halftime. Remove all carnage tokens from the field, each player then resets their teams behind the 20-yard line with the players that they have remaining. Remember, the players that suffered a serious injury are out and will not come back in the second half or even in overtime. The coach that did not go first in the first half will go first in the second. In the case of a 1-1 to tie after the second half, it is overtime! And again, the teams are reset with only the players still remaining after the second half. If at any time a team has no more players on the field, either from serious injury or just tackled, the other team scores a point. If a player has no legal move due to being surrounded by carnage tokens, the game is halted. Basically, it is a mid-half restart. Remove the carnage tokens, reset the team's man 20-yard line, and the next player goes. This is yet to happen in any of the games that I have played. Artwork and Components I have no idea what the MSRP was for Battle Ball back in 2003, but the artwork and miniatures are outstanding. I cannot imagine the game would have been cost prohibitive 
but it does have 22 highly detailed player figures, a metal football, and a custom D6. So I, I don't know. The artwork on the field is great too. If anything, the locker rooms could have used a little more art. That is all I can complain about there. The Carnage tokens are a bit of a mess, but I'll let that slide since, you know, they're Carnage tokens. Replayability. The standard game has plenty of replayability. By adding some of the craziness that I will mention in a few, you can add player powers, team powers, etc. based on other people's ideas, you can really amp up the replayability. I find the base game very entertaining and very quick to play. With variable starting positions, you can try out all kinds of different strategies and ideas. You want to put your running backs up front and grab the ball and run back like a game of dodgeball? Do you form a plow with your heavy hitters opening a path? Why not let your heavy tackle just march down the field and make the other teams attempt to tackle your beast? Why not try them all? Lunchtime potential. I have talked with people that say it takes close to two hours to play this game. The son and I have not gone over an hour yet, and we have had games go into overtime. I would suggest taking a full day to explain the game and how each type of player moves, go over passing, and cover the advanced rules in the back of the locker rooms, and then run a few examples and scenarios. Cover all that on day one. And then, day two, you should eliminate a lot of analysis paralysis. Or, set a play clock. They have them in real football games, so why not a 30-second one here? With this in place, battle ball could be played over lunch hour. With the NFL 2021 season coming up, why not get in the spirit at work? Other slash expansions. So, you really have to dig deep into this game to find the other. The Board Game Geek page has files for different scoring mechanics, adding field goals. There are advanced 2.0 rules, which I have downloaded but not yet played. There are team rosters where someone came up with 16 different teams with characters for each mini for each team and special abilities for each team based on home versus away. I'm telling you, there is a rabbit hole that even Alice could appreciate. Bang for the buck. Sadly, this game is no longer in production. Thank goodness there are consignment shops in eBay. You can easily snag a copy off eBay from anywhere between $25 and $40. My buddy says he finds them all the time at thrift shops, but I had no luck. So, he mailed me one of his copies. Keep your eyes peeled when you hit the garage sale circuit. Summary. A few years back, like four, a co-worker introduced me to a series of books. This series is called the Galactic Football League by Scott Sigler. In short, it is football in the future. This series recently released its sixth installment. I love these books very much. Why do I tell you about this? Well, there has been rumors of this series getting made into a television show, and if it does, I would love to see it cross over with this game. There are tons of teams in the books, and each one could be bought separately, like Blood Bowl, but more affordable and more approachable. By approachable, I mean... Blood Bowl is $100 for the starter set and $40 for each additional team and has a game weight of 3.4 as compared to the 1.51 of Battle Ball. I have not played Blood Bowl and I think it's kind of obvious why. Too rich and heavy for my blood. There is a third futuristic science fiction football game, Blitz Bowl, and it is a Barnes & Noble exclusive. That makes it a bit harder to find, but it has a weight of 2.18, so maybe I should look more into it. It is $40, and each team costs an additional $20. But for now, I'm going to stick with Battle Ball. Clearly, it has a cult following, and I'm proud to be part of it. It has a huge table presence, beautiful miniatures, fast and easy gameplay, 
and a decent enough strategy to luck ratio to keep me coming back. As usual, you can reach out to me via email at eatlunchandboardgame at gmail.com or find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash eatlunchandboardgame. And as always, remember, board games build bridges. Stay in tune with all things sports around Indiana and the nation with the Crash Course Podcast. Each week, we tackle the big storylines from the world of the Colts, Pacers, and the Indiana College scene, while also keeping a pulse on the nation. We record live weekly at twitch.tv slash 3C Media, and can be found on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts can be heard, you can catch the Crash Course Podcast. When you're gaming, why not be comfy? Go over to supportplayer.org. Click on the cards, pieces, and dice to get some merch. These t-shirts are some of the most comfortable I have ever worn. That's supportplayer.org, and there's a link on eatlunchandboardgame.com.